yeah, you're a five-star in high school, but are you a five-star when you're a senior in college? And if you're going to bring, um, bring that five-star rating, uh, bring that five-star uh, energy every day, then yeah, you will be. How you doing? Brian Kane with the Peak Performance Podcast here. And today our guest is Yancey McKnight. He's one of the premier strength and conditioning coaches in the country. Coach McKnight spent the 2015 and 16 seasons as the director of football sports performance at the University of Houston, one of the premier programs in the country where he helped the Cougars establish a national presence. Before arriving in Houston, McKnight served as the director of strength and conditioning for six years at Iowa State University, where he mentored seven Cyclones who have gone on to play in the National Football League. McKnight has worked under some of football's most successful and innovative coaches, including Les Miles, Todd Graham, and currently Tom Herman. Yancey now serves as the head strength and conditioning coach for the University of Texas football and will be an instrumental piece of the puzzle in helping reestablish the Longhorns as a perennial power in college football. Please welcome to the Peak Performance Podcast, the guy who brings the juice at all times, Coach Yancey McKnight. Coach McKnight, thanks for taking time to be on the podcast. Appreciate being here, Brian. Yeah. When uh, when were you with Performance Course? Well, I was with Performance Course as a consultant when I left. Um, Gino and I started Adams Course back in 1996. That was a, the first company we started down in Texas uh, together when we both got done playing together. Uh, then I left in 2002 to go to Oklahoma State um, as an assistant strength coach, and then Gino started Performance Course. Well, I was at Oklahoma State, I was a consultant uh, with Gino, um, basically designing all speed strength programs with Gino, um, and then um, obviously consultation with his staff, any high school coaches down there uh, that, that we were involved with as far as their programs, uh, off-site programs, or in, you know, or their in-season programs or summer programs. So, I did that all the way up until about, um, I want to say 2012, um, for about 10 years. Uh, and then it just, well, and then he got uh, Jeremiah <laughs> Chapman. So uh, Jeremiah's a stud. So Jeremiah, uh, we, you know, just kind of, you know, working through the progression and stuff. And Jeremiah is a really sharp guy and very smart. And uh, he's, he's kind of taken that role. So I was able to kind of move off of it a little bit, but, you know, it was just, it was kind of getting to that point, you know, I have my two boys and my wife and we were yeah, in, yeah. In, the, in that pressure cooker every day. And, um, and then he had, Gino hired such good people, you know, within his program, his company that, that, uh, that I could kind of step out the side because those guys, you know, we had either coached those guys as kids that he's got hired, uh, over like Derek Cattle was a GA for me. Yep. Uh, Jeremy Reeves was a, performance course kid growing up and then he was a player for us at Iowa State, you know, and so there's there's a lot of a lot of interconnection in there. Uh, performance course guys growing up as kids or, you know, moving on and maybe even, you know, as GAs for, for me or coach, you know, coaching in college too. So awesome. Awesome. If you would, can you talk a little bit just about for the high school athletes that are listening to this, the importance of strength and conditioning for their overall development as an athlete? Well, I mean, you're talking about like, obviously like performance in game practice, 
but but I think also I think the one thing about strength and conditioning that I think people sometimes overlook is um, the long term. I mean, obviously your long term health, but really what it does, I think it sets you up um, for professional life. You know, when you're done playing, because you get in a routine. We talk about our guys to our guys all the time. You know, pros have routines. Um, I mean, they've got their schedule. The guys that last a long time in the NFL, one, they're genetic freaks, but two, um, they have a routine, um, and they get and they go about that routine uh, diligently every day. So I think that's you know for high school athletes, you know, being in a good organized strength and conditioning program obviously is key. Um, you know, the benefits obviously of, you know putting yourself in a great position for performance on Saturday, on Fridays, or whatever day of the week it is the competition but I think long term too I think it teaches them um, you know blue collar mentality uh, some grit um, it teaches them just day to day um, workmanship attitude and I think that's you know to me I don't care what you do white collar blue collar whatever it is I think if you have that thought process you know with, you know every day because I talk to guys all the time about two things you control in life attitude and effort and that's that's it. So I think you know from from that side of a strength conditioning, I think that I think it sets you up you know as far as having a routine and, and being diligent and uh, purposeful you know whenever you get up every morning. I love that, and, and that'll be a message I think that the, that the athletes are hearing consistently is whether it's a strength coach, whether it's your football coach, whether it's myself, it's going to be. The two things you can control are attitude and effort, and you've got to go out and you've got to maximize those if you're going to be productive as an athlete. You know, if you would, Coach, talk about the, the importance of belief and confidence and how that has played a role in your success as a coach or in the success of the athletes that you've coached. Well, I think, I think it goes back to, you know, always when you think like as a coach, I mean, if you, I mean to me, you're always going to go back in, in time as far as what your experiences were as an athlete. And... You had good coaches, you had bad coaches, you had good people in your life, bad people in your life. I mean, you have all these experiences, and so it's history. Um, and so if you're a good coach, um, you go back into those experiences, and you remember the goods and the bads and what worked and what didn't work, and you take notes and uh, mentally and obviously writing them down every single day. But, you know, you, you, you think about that stuff as far as how you were treated as an athlete, um, you know, and, and the good and the bad, and, and what worked and what didn't. And, and every single guy, or every single athlete, I should say, not just guy, um, they respond differently. Um, and every person, you know, from my side of it, I can't be the same guy uh, coach-wise the way I, I can't respond to every single guy the exact same way. Now, group is a different dynamic, but individually, that's a different dynamic too. So, you know, from, from that standpoint, I think I look back at, you know, all the things that, and especially now, like it's, it's, it's the whys. Everybody's got to know the why. And I, and I'm good with that. I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's healthy uh, because I do think that ties into the belief systems um, because if you don't know why you do what you do, it's hard to be motivated. And so um, I do explain the whys. I explain the objectives, um, you know, and I think that goes back to teaching background and, and my wife's a teacher, and that's lesson plans are they right there. There's objectives on the lesson plans of what they want to get done in their semester or their cycle or their periods or whatever it may be. Um, and you have to explain the objectives up front, and then you're working towards a goal. And so if the kids don't know 
athletes don't know the objectives, don't know the goals, then they don't know the why. And it's hard to be motivated and have belief systems when you don't know why you do what you do or why you're getting up at five in the morning to go to the weight room, put a bar on your back or go out on the turf and run or push sleds or whatever it may be, or go, you know, in circle drill and hit each other. You know what I mean? So it's, there's a lot of things that I think you've got to explain, especially now, back in the day, no one explained us the why. Um, and, and we didn't, we didn't think, you know, we just did, <laughs> um, or, or, or you got smacked upside the head, you know? So, uh, <laughs> So times are different, you know. So as a coach, you got to adjust and adapt to uh, different times. So belief systems, I think, I mean, those are crucial. I think um, because I always say this, how do I get my skill guys to like to lift like my bigs like to lift? And then vice versa, how do I get my bigs to like to run and do movement like my skills? So you got you to explain why, uh, why as a wide receiver you're in the weight room doing power pump why you're doing squat or front squat or whatever it may be. So and same with the bigs, you know, why are we doing agility? Why are we doing conditioning? You know, I mean, that's, that's, you know, just as much as it is, you know, X and O's. I mean, I think the we all know, you know, you can write, write great stuff on templates, but those athletes don't believe in you. All the gurus, it don't work. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt there. You know, if you were, if you were to say, um, you know, have a room full, let's imagine you got a room full of performance course high school athletes that want to take their game to the next level, whether it's football, basketball, whatever sport they're playing, they want to go play out of University of Texas. They want to go play Division One. Talk to them. What message would you send them about the importance of effort? Oh, yeah. I mean, but, you know, and that's uh, – effort, I think, is all-encompassing. You know, I think it's, you know, one, it starts not – we always tell the guys all, all the time. If you're not giving great effort in the classroom, guess what? You're not going to play. <laughs> um, and so if you're not giving great effort in regeneration techniques, if you're not giving great effort in getting to bed on time, if you're not giving great effort in, you know, getting to treatment, uh, nutrition, uh, the recovery aspects, let alone all the training, um, effort, I think, is, is something that, you know, I said it earlier, two things you control in life. I mean, if I got a bad attitude, I'm gonna probably have bad after balls. I mean, that's that's pretty much hand in hand. So if I walk into the weight room right off the bat with, you know, <laughs> what I call foot dragging, uh, foot dragging mouth breathing, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I already know right now your body language is wrong. You need to come back out. You need to get back out of the weight room. You come back in. Uh, I need a guy that's bright eyed. I need a guy that doesn't have crusties in his eyes and, you know. The, the sleepy head stuff. I, I'm, I'm good. I don't need that foot dragging guy. I need, I need a guy coming in, you know, that's ready to roll and, and is ready to give some great effort. Um, but right off the bat, I mean, that goes back to is his attitude right. Well, what's, you know, what, what's the what's the difference between? I mean, a, obviously, effort is what they're putting into the, the yeah. weight room. Is attitude kind of the mindset of how they show up? I mean, how do you distinguish between what's attitude and effort? Well, I think I think I think they they're so hand in hand. Um, but I think the attitude has to be first. I don't, I don't think you can have a bad attitude and give great effort. I just don't think that's possible. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that's my, that's my personal opinion. I think, I think it's a, and then it's B, but they're so interlocked together that it's, that it's, you know, it's hard to distinguish, but I think first the attitude has to be right, uh, for them to give maximal effort, you know, and, and how do you become better and, and elite is, is, 
that is it, is you have to give maximal effort in pretty much everything you do to be elite, you know. Uh, to be average is, is, I think it's fairly easy. Um, you know, I, I don't think that requires a lot of, of thought or, or intention or mindfulness. I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that takes much. Um, you know, that, and that's, you know, that's hard. You're fighting, you're fighting, you're fighting complacency and average mentalities every day. No and doubt. That is what, that's what, that's what, I mean, it just is. And so, um, but to try to get everybody to be elite, that's the goal, you know, that's the goal. Um, but yeah, I, th I think the attitude, you know, the effort, that, you know, once the attitude's right, the effort, I think, is always it's just a byproduct of the attitude. Yeah, Nancy, the, the, the players that you've coached that have gone on to play in the NFL, whether it was, at, whether it was Iowa State or whether it was at Houston, um, you know, the, the guys that you've coached that have gone on to be superstars or the best athletes, the, the, I should say the best performers, because sometimes mm -hmm. your best athletes are not your best no, performers no. because they miss an attitude and effort, right? No. The ones that are, so let's, let's define a great athlete as somebody who maximizes their ability, gets the most out of their potential. Now, if that's a third-string guard, that's a third-string guard, or if that's a Heisman Trophy winner, yeah. it's a Heisman Trophy winner. The desire that you see in those athletes to empty the tank, to bring the juice, to maximize their ability, where does that desire usually come from in those guys that you coach? Well, um, you know, I think some have it. I mean, they, they just naturally have it. Um, and those guys are, uh, you know, I, I remember this a long time ago, I mean, Todd Graham said it to me one time, you know, it's, we had a really like, um, really hard charger dude that brought it every single day. He said, you know, he said, yeah, that's, that, that guy's easy to coach. It's get me this other guy that doesn't want to come, uh, and, and get after it and train hard and all that stuff. That's, that's why you got coach on, you know, coach on your nameplate. You know, it's, it's the, so there, there is some guys that, you know, that naturally, you know, just get, they got it. You know I mean? And it's, um, you know, I use a guy like, um, uh, you know, there's a guy that plays with the Panthers right now, AJ Klein. I mean, that guy, when he walked in the program, you know, here's a guy that had, you know, Northern Illinois and Iowa State as his offers. And he ends up being a, you know, co defensive player of the year in the Big 12 as a junior, you know. And so, and he's still playing in the NFL. He, he, he understood that stuff. He, he you know, internally, <clears throat> you know, now there were some things you had to help him with a little bit as far as some of the whys and all that stuff. But, you know, from a work side of it, it was never. I don't know that I ever had to address effort issues with AJ Klein. <laughs> yeah, and usually the guys that the guys that come in right that are the, the, the not the, the non five star recruit that ends up going on to be Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Year. Those guys have got that internal desire to be great, yeah. you know. And and I, I think I heard a stat the other day that I think it was that when the Seahawks and the Patriots played in the Super Bowl, there was not a five star recruit on the field. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, well, and, that, and you know, that's what I said. Um, I said that to um, <laughs> I, I made that comment to Ed Oliver um, when he came in as a, a true freshman. Um, you know, you're a five star right now, but are you going to be a five star in four years? I hope so. Um, but but I gave him that stat of the Seahawks and Patriots that time when they played in the Super Bowl. I said there wasn't no five stars in that Super Bowl. I said think about that. You know, and so yeah, you're a five star in high school, but are you a five star when you're a senior in college? I, we gonna see, you know, <laughs> and so yeah, I mean, if you're gonna bring um, bring that five star rating, uh, bring that five star uh, energy every day, then yeah, you will be uh, more than likely going to stay healthy and some things happen for you. But um, yeah, I think I think it's you know finding the motivational techniques for 
each individual guy is that that's a challenge. I mean, that's a challenge for all coaches, I think, too. And that's, you know, and that that's uh, I think that's why sometimes you win at places that you're not supposed to win. And maybe that's why you develop guys uh, that are two and three star guys or maybe didn't have no offers like an Anderson Dejo at place for the Vikings that came to us at Rice that. He didn't have much in high school, you know what I mean? And that guy's a starting safety for the Vikings, you know, making a lot of money, you know. Uh, a guy that's internally driven, you know. How, you know, as with the programs that you've been around and the successful athletes and, and even even with, with yourself, right, being being maybe the top strength conditioning coach in the country, and if, not, if not the, I don't know how they rank that. It's not like you can get in the cage and fight it out and someone's a world yeah. champion, right? But one of, one of, hands down, right, the best strength coaches in the country. How important is the mental game in mindset in what you do in terms of conditioning and what you do in terms of getting guys ready to go out there and play football in one of the best conferences well, in the country? I think, I think, you know, the one thing I do know this, like with Coach Herman, is I've been with him for, you know, him as a coordinator, him as a head coach, quite a while, since 2007, um, in some capacity. And I remember it, you know, even back then, you know, he, he talked about being 1-0. And 1-0 and can, 1-0 and is, is a great statement, I think. You know, a lot of people say win the day, and I, you know, I think that's a good one too. But I think one and zero is like really like micro. You know, um, and, you know, we talk about like when you come in the weight room. I mean, every time you touch a bar, you know, I talk, I tell them every time they come to a lift, this is going to be a potential brick that you're going to build in the foundation of your uh, season this year. And so, you know, is that brick going to be solid today, or is that brick going to be the one that's going to be shaky come in October in the fourth quarter that? You just didn't put that work in that day, and maybe that was the day. I don't know, you know, and we don't know. We don't know when that happened, but um, you know, and that's every rep, you know. If, I, if so, if I can take that, you know, the mentality of just what's in front of me, you know. And I used a great analogy one time. We were <laughs> to our players. Um, my youngest, Brock, uh, our family. We were at the zoo, Fort Worth Zoo, this a couple years ago, and, and uh, we went to the we went to the, the snow cone deal. And so we all get snow cones, and, and my youngest, we see you want a snow cone. He gets mad, and, you know, I'm not, I don't want a snow cone, but I want, I want this. And we're like, well, you're not getting it. You know, you either get a snow cone or you don't get nothing. So my man, st- he storms off, and he's looking at, behind him, and he's mean mugging us, and he never sees this trash can. This trash can, this big metal trash can, boom, hits him right in the eye. I mean, like, smokes him, right? So it kind of dots him up in blacks. Blacks, I, me and my wife, you know, we can kind of chuckle and laugh. And my other one, Brody, we kind of laugh at him like, you know, you probably should be paying attention to what's in front of you. And so uh, it's a great analogy, you know, <laughs> that I sometimes use my use the players. You know, you start looking around and, and looking behind you or trying to look in front of you and boom, you know, there it is right there facing you and, and you know, hitting you in the face that the reality of looking past things or not looking right at uh, what's in front of you, you know. You know, I, I saw that in real life. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious, man. I, and we've all done that. You know, you're running with your head down and over. Here comes a damn pole or you trip over a sidewalk that's, you know, been pushed up. Or, or, or you're looking past, you know, the week in front of you to the next week. Or you're looking back behind you, you know, pat myself on the back about, you know, the win from the week before. So, you know, it's, it's you know, or, hey, I squatted 500 last cycle. I'm good. Yeah. You know, so I think those things, the one and all mentality, I think is so micro um, that you can use that in everything you do. I mean, and, and so it gets down to like, you know, there's 70 to 80 plays in a game. And how many of those do we win? 
you know, 11 guys competing against 11 guys and those one-on-one battles and, you know, or me against the squat bar, you know, and, the, and, the, and all those relationships, you know, those relations um, as far as like to competition, they're all there every day. It's like making my conditioning time. Do I just make it or do I dominate? You know I mean? Uh, it's my it's my acceleration day. I'm doing tens. Am I just going 85% or am I, am I going full speed? Am I really concentrating on the technique? I mean, that, that, all that stuff is it's mental preparation uh, to attack a rep, you know. And so I think that's um, I know with our program with Coach Herman and, and at least you know what I've always done in the training side of it is is you know the set that you're getting ready to do is the most important set in the world. The rep that you're going to do is the most important rep in the world right now. That's it. Because it's right now. It's right now. And the time is always now. Yeah, and you're not going to get it back. Yeah. You know, and so, so, and, and is that the rep that costs you, you know, in a crucial time in the game that you practice this rep and you didn't go very hard at it, you're not mastering the rep, and so are you going to master it in the game? And so, you know, those things are, I think, you know, being mindful of, of what you do and how you do it. It has to be coached. It can't just be assumed, you know. I mean, so um, you know, we and you hear it all the time. You're either coaching it or you're allowing it, you know. So um, you know, those things, those things have to be done. Um, and, and it's it's hard. I mean, it's hard to, you know, as you said, bring the juice every day and coach like that. But I mean, I tell our coaches all the time, you better be tired at the end of the day, you know, whether you lifted or you didn't lift. You better coach your ass off. You know, I mean, your feet better be on fire. I learned that from Joe Jurassic a long time ago. Listen to him talk. 96, 97 was, you know, the day your feet better be on fire. You know, so, um, you know, mentally and physically, you should be tapped out. Love it. Love it. Coach, you've given some awesome, awesome strategies, some awesome ideas here for the performance course athletes and people listening to this to, to take. Here's my last question for you. Well, I got two, actually. One question's real short. People want to follow. They want some more Yancey McKnight. Twitter handle, YJ McKnight, at YJ McKnight. They can get some of your excellence you're putting out there. Here's my last question. You got that room full of performance course athletes. You can remove their skull cap and plant a seed inside of their brain that's going to germinate, and they're going to do it. You put the skull cap back on, they're on their way. What's the one seed of success that you would plant inside of these athletes to be able to give them the best chance for success? Is it 1-0 today? Is it attitude and effort in the controllables? What would it be for you? What's your one seed of success for them? I, th- I, think, I, think, I think probably, I just, I just believe, I think attitude and effort. I think, I think if, uh, I still go back to if their attitude's not right, um, you know, they're, 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 they're going to have trouble. I mean, with given effort, and if they have trouble giving effort, they probably are not going to be one to know. You know, so I would say I would say that's the you know the number one thing I think with you know with the young with the young kids, and it's so it's so simple. Uh, it's not like 55 different steps, you know, of, of success, and there's not a pyramid per se, but it's just um, I think it's I think it's a simple uh, thing to just think about every day. You know, attitude never, attitude never. I mean, as long as I have a, a great attitude and regardless of whatever's going on in my, you know, my life, I can at least kind of, you know, I talk to them all the time about just being tunnel vision, regardless of what's going on with your girlfriend or your home life or academics or maybe not playing great. Just control what you control, man. You don't control what other people do. You, know, just, you just don't. You, know, you, you don't control life. Uh, all you can control is what you control. I mean, that's those two things. So 
on you. Uh, you can't control what happens to you. You can't control what people say, but you take the old E plus R equals O, right? And it's not the event that happens to you. It's always choosing your response, and that's going to that's going to lead to the outcome. Well, Coach Big Knight, thank you so much, man, for taking time out of your busy schedule this holiday season and, and helping out with a little message to the performance course athletes. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for listening to the Peak Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave a positive review or share a link to this episode on social media using hashtag PeakPod. Mention Brian Kane and one thing you learned in this episode for your chance to win a free ticket to the next Brian Kane Experience live event. Dominate the day.